0: It's another Ian Collins Wants a Word fact, powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The average car has over 30,000 parts. The Outlander has just one awesomeness. Get yours for just £249 per month, plus three years free servicing. Let's get ready. Switch me on.
1: Ian Collins Wants a Word.
0: Can we start with the voicemail again? I liked it last time. This actually, yeah, this, this came through. Okay, on our voicemail number. Have a listen to this. Hi, Emma. It's Sarah calling. Can you give me a call back, please?
1: Thanks. Bye.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sarah. That's pretty impressive, because we don't even give out that number anymore. Who is that? I don't
0: know. That's apparently the kind of stuff, you know when the, the whole phone hacking thing came around? Yeah. That's because I always, I'm reading these stories about you know who got phone hacked and this particular journalist managed to glean this bit of information from this voicemail or that voicemail. I think I think I've ever left anything on a voicemail that particularly betrayed anything and gave away um, any sort of info about myself. And yet, supposedly, we have the royal family going, uh, "Hi, uh, Harry, it's Prince William here. Um, I'll see you at three o'clock precisely at the polo pitch." <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to be bringing my new girlfriend, Kate. Yeah. Who no one's ever met before. Going to try and keep her a secret. But hey, you never know. It might get out somehow. Anyway, Harry. Oh, and bring your new girlfriend, Chelsea, with you as well. That'd be nice, couldn't it? See you there. Oh, by the way, Sienna Miller's coming along too. Bye. Yeah, it's a strange one, that. But then you're you're very careful, I think, on the phone generally. But wouldn't those guys be told... I am careful. But wouldn't those guys be told, like, from the word go, right, rule one. Don't ever leave a voicemail. Don't... True. Don't text anything sensitive. Yeah. How, how did the, the the royals manage to evade basic voicemail common sense that many... A media person has adhered to for years. Just don't leave anything that you think might, at some level or some place, get into the wrong hands. That's right. Absolutely. Just don't, just don't do it.
2: Yeah, as as you were saying, you're you're very careful about such things. You recommend friends to be very careful about such things. The area you're not so good in is accidentally sending people the wrong texts. Yes, that's right. I've done that with you a couple of well, times. Well, yeah. I mean, I got one recently, which was along the lines of "Good luck giving birth, love." Do you want me to bring you a cup of tea? <laughs> That it's very nice. Do you want me to come to the hospital? <laughs> yeah. Or shall I just stay in the pub with Kev?
0: I think that's what it said. And Sarah, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, leave another message next week for your friend, that's fine by us. We could make this a whole feature. Yeah. What Sarah did next. Sarah's wrong number. By the way, let's remind you, coming up later on this show, Ooh. this... <laughs>
1: He stole a freaking car. Yeah.
0: That's LaDonna Harvey. Oh, LaDonna Harvey. Harvey. She's our American correspondent. She's live from San Diego. We'll speak to her a little bit later on. A lot's been happening in
2: America, so, you know. Everyday stuff. We need to find this stuff out. We do. And Kev, you've got some questions. It's questions and feedback via social media like uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, People writing things on walls, graffiti style, and posting pictures on Instagram. We don't recommend you do that. You might get arrested. However, The Ponderer. Right. I've been recently pondering, lads. Well, good for you, Mr. Ponderer. Well done. And I've come to the startling conclusion that Kev is very much the Oats to Ian's Hall, the <laughs> Garfunkel to his Simon, the Schnorbits to his Bernie Winters. In other words, he's the sh**t one. Well, f <laughs> you, Ponderer. Would that make you
0: the cuddles to my Keith Harris? What su- <sighs> would it be the cuddles to the Orville? Didn't he have
2: another puppet, though, as well, like a clown or something? So he cuddled the monkey Yeah, he had the monkey The duck uh, Yeah, and the duck But his his early he, When he when he broke through I'm sure there was like a clown or something And it didn't It didn't really take off So he stuck to the animals
0: Somebody put on Twitter recently And it is actually true That David Cameron looks a bit like Orville
2: <laughs> That's true I don't remember the, the, the clown I'm sure there'll be on YouTube or something Keith Harris and his comedy clown or...
0: Were you an Orville fan? No Cuddles?
2: No, but they used to have a Saturday night TV show, didn't they? And he would have the Did they? yeah, and he would have the uh, the oh, like Saturday evening thing. Well, well, not like late night Orville or something like that. <laughs> that would work. Well, I'd, I'd, cuddle, I'd commission that. This. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. On the adult
0: channel. No, at I seven o'clock. No, I mean it was like... bend over. Cuddle this. <laughs> it was the tea time thing. <laughs> yeah, hello, cuddles. <laughs> All right, Ben.
2: <laughs> You're going to hell.
0: All right, Ben. Can you fix me washing machine? <laughs> oh, I need a handsome builder to help me. I'll ring this number and see who turns up. <laughs>
2: oh, hello. From Mel, Tiverton Mel. Mel says, when the hell is this live show? Not Great happened. question, Ian. What? What? Not happening. What do you mean
0: it's not happening? We were going to do the Palladium. People have paid money. And then uh, another show moved into the Palladium. I think that uh, Harry Hill, Simon Cowell thing. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're not able to uh, do the Palladium. But yes, uh, is it when? I Uh, don't know. What show?
2: Well, the live show <laughs> The live show we've been promising for the last year. Uh, in, uh, yes, in fairness though, little little baby Sandy came along. That's very true. Didn't he? Yeah. And sort of mess, uh, mess with the nighttime plans a yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. So you know, but we'll we'll work on it. Yeah, he can be in it. It's a summer summer roadshow. Sid, who got told in the eighties. I had to think about that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Your podcast is all right. Thanks, Sid. What plans do you have for twenty fourteen though? Live show, obviously. I'd like more of you and less guests unless they're LaDonna Harvey, who is awesome. Well, some good news, Sid. LaDonna's up later on. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, LaDonna, uh, we're going to be using... Will Guyat's going to be on with us in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Beeching is going to become our ethics correspondent. Not the county of ethics. Hang (laughs) on. I'm talking about ethics as in morality. How about ethics advisor? Because we've got none. Ethics advisor, yeah. Yeah, We need something. Vicky Beeching, give us some ethics, please.
2: Because I think the idea is... We're gonna have guests on as and when they interest us, as opposed to having someone on every week. Correct. Because, you know, it doesn't mean we still won't have enormous surprises, but uh, people who interest us and people we like.
1: Morning, love.
0: It's a letter here from uh, Sideshow Kev says, uh, Hi, I'd like to work with you at some point in the future if I could, si. Is it possible you could maybe work your magic, you sexy, four-eyed bastard? Not a problem. Nice man, isn't he, when he pops in? Yeah, yeah, he is. What yeah. correspondent could he be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> move on. Let's go to another question. From Gus the Redhead, who also apparently looks like Sandy Toxvick. <laughs> you were talking about hospitals last week. Yes. What's the best TV drama ever about hospitals? I'm going for Casualty. Oh, stop. It. It's great. You've been in Casualty, haven't you? No. You must have been. I think Casualty is filmed in Bristol, isn't it? There's no, no reason why you it's can't be filmed in it.
1: Cardiff
0: there. Maybe yeah, maybe it is now. But uh, no, I've not been in Casual. I mean, Casualty—it's a big, quite a big show now. As is Holby, which I think is one of the same thing, or one is an offshoot of. I think the Hol- other. Holby's a spin-off of Casualty. Set in the same hospital, aren't they? Uh, but different. Yeah, act, different, different, different floors. Yes, yeah. sometimes there's a crossover of actors. I've never liked the hospital drama. Obviously, it's Grey's Anatomy at the moment that everybody seems—we to... We talked about this last week—everybody yeah. seems to be um, going mad about. Never really liked them. I tell you what, I did quite like oddly, uh, was Nip Tuck. Right, Nip Tuck was all right. Was that about hospitals? Or was it about, well, plastic it was about two surgeons. plastic surgeons in a hospital? So that was really a vehicle for other storylines. But it was, right. it was, it was all right. Uh, it just kind of lost its way a little bit. But what about an- Angels? Angels. Do you remember the theme tune to Angels? That's it.
2: Yeah. Awful.
0: Yeah. Well, the theme tune said something great was coming up, but actually, <laughs> it was wrong.
2: It. <laughs> it the was theme very tune right. lied. Yeah. I like St. Elsewhere. I thought that was good. That was an American one. That was another American one. Yeah. Denzel Washington was it. Was he? Yeah. Oh. He had a Tash. From Political Peter Party Planner. Am I the only one who sees Ed Balls as the future of this country? Ed Balls? Ed Balls. Ed
1: Balls. Ed Balls.
0: You see what we've been doing over the last two weeks, (laughs) can't you? Uh, you, you should not be seeing Ed Balls as the future of this country. Uh, otherwise, you should be, frankly, lobotomised. If you believe that, I just don't get how Ed Balls, Ed Miliband, a little more so. I, I know that if you have a pint with Ed Miliband, it, it would be all right. In fact, I'd sort of rather have a pint with Ed Miliband than David Cameron in that respect. Right. Uh, but with Ed Balls, you'd have to say, you'd have to say, come on, Ed. You know, when you were advising the last Chancellor and when you were the City Minister. Was there no point that you wondered why people on 19 grand a year were getting £500,000 mortgages, you great big tit-end? <laughs> hey, you were the city minister, you didn't notice the LIBOR scandal. And yet, as if all of that wasn't so chronically embarrassing for you to the point where most people would never go out in public, not only are you being asked to get re-elected as an MP, you're actually being asked to be re-elected as the man in charge of our finances for the next five years. That has to be a little bit interesting, even to the greatest supporter of the British Labour Party. You must, at some point, scratch your chin and wonder a little bit about Ed
2: Balls. Ed Balls! From Manny McNamara from Namibia. I'm thinking of buying a car. Should I go for a Ford or a Mitsubishi? Yeah, it's got to be a Mitsubishi. Of course it has. We should do a road trip. Should get in a Mitsubishi. It's another thing that was put off because of your the road fatherhood. trip. Yeah, the road trip's going to happen in the next eight weeks. Is it? Mm. Ah. oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. well, looking forward to that. Talking to the Mitsubishi people
0: at the moment about which vehicle we should be in, and if you were p- picking your vehicle, would you be going for last time we went in the L200? That's right, yeah, and that was a real
2: a right beast. Uh, we could go. We could go Mirage. I don't know. I mean, uh, the thing is, I like the idea of going L200, but you in the back. I was going to say close quarters and all that. You know. I could sit on the roof, I suppose. Well, there is that. From The Lost Boyce. The Lost Boyce. A few shows ago, Ian was asking about one-hit wonder sightings. He did. He mentioned this once ages ago. Yes. And nobody responded, but now someone's responded to it. Right. Our feature is up and running, everybody. The (laughs) one-hit wonder feature. Boyce says, I'm sure I saw one of the Reynolds girls (laughs) on the train reading her electricity bill. (laughs) She uses surprisingly little. Maybe she'd... Rather, Jack into her neighbours and steal theirs. <laughs> you tosser. <laughs> P.S. She smelled like peaches. Oh, that's nice. Lovely. Yeah. Well, let's let's have more
0: of those, please. It's not just places you've seen the one-hit wonder merchant. It, it's places where they now work, which is always a a, little, a bit interesting because it was always this it wasn't quite one-hit wonder territory, but it was sort of once a celebrity uh, territory. Jeffrey from Rainbow, as oh was, yeah, you know Bungle and Zippy's mate. Uh, apparently, didn't he work in Safeway, the super, the, the supermarket I for ages? And then he, he drove, want... he yeah. drove
2: a taxi or something. There was something like I remember the taxi one, but there's all like he did that, or he worked in a car park. Did he or... really? No. But then, didn't Michael Barrymore recently, um, garden centre, wasn't it? Work in a garden centre out yeah. of choice. Uh, Lucy Gray says, "I saw you on BBC Breakfast the other day. Are you allowed in Scotland these days?" Uh, well, I wasn't on BBC Breakfast, so I have no idea what this person's on about. Oh, for goodness sake, she's talking about. Uh, we've got the clip here. Andre, have you got the clip?
0: We've got the clip. Right? She's talking about uh, t- the presenter's Roger and th- this is... <laughs> Do they? <laughs> oh, Kev. Oh, dear. Sorry. You're better than that. I really know. So the presenter asked me about a story that's in the paper. So there's the first problem, as always, when somebody wants to misquote you. Um, I was only citing a story that was in a newspaper. I just added my own sort of opinion to it. And essentially what happened after I'd said this was that Twitter went slightly mad and folk decided that I was not welcome in Scotland anymore because of my opinion. So this is what I said.
2: Scotland independence vote, of course. uh, Another huge um, milestone that we're we're working towards. And there's a piece here in The Observer, um, Alistair Carmichael, the Scottish secretary has uh, done an interview.
0: Yes, uh, he says Scotland and England have different values, uh, they say that Scotland and England have different values but that is not true. He's absolutely spot on about this I and mean, I sort of find it a little bit laughable whether this is a pop at Little Englanders or Little Scotlanders I don't know. I mean we're a country the size of a postage stamp. The idea that you know England is a different country from Scotland or Scotland from England I mean, its utter nonsense really isn't it? Yeah, it's one place, we're very very small, we speak the same language, same head of state, same military, same money, same Goodness knows what more in common than we have differences and here we are talking about a very expensive situation where we might divide the two and when it comes to, you know, does anybody seriously think when you hop over the border to England or to Scotland, whichever way you're coming, that something substantially changes? It doesn't. Your accent changes. That's about it. But there, there will be people who are in support of it who will say it absolutely is the right way to go. Yeah, get. but th- that's, you know, I've always thought when people argue for that, there's not it's not a philosophical, um, well thought through intellectual idea. It's just that it seems like a bit of a cool thing to do. Well, that's it, really. It's not borne out in any other reasoning than that. Some that people want it because they like the idea. So that's what I said, and I think it's the last bit. That, that's got people. But I stand by that. I don't think people really know why they want uh, independence. And I have to say, by the way, in Scotland there is 50% of the population that are likely to agree with me uh, by anybody, any by the standards of any survey that's ever been done in the last... 20, 30 years. So I'm hardly alone in I'm not a lone voice in this. And I was only citing the newspaper article. But yeah, one guy said, I'm a, he said, you can't come to Scotland, you're a laughing stock." <laughs> Which well, he somehow managed to conclude hmm. one hour after I'd said the comments. So yeah. I don't know whether he'd gone around the, the entire
2: region of Scotland and asked everybody. And finally, Esther, from Pete the Penis. Nobody calls themselves Pete the Penis, really, no. do they? And the month of January is like a shit baguette discuss well we just had january finished a couple of days ago Yep, it was all
0: right and yeah it's okay i mean I, I understand why people feel that way uh, because you're trying to rev up into the new year and stuff and there is that the weather's never uh, particularly good it's, it's done a lot of raining yes it's been very windy you know folk have lost fences again <laughs> and uh and there's not really a, an obvious thing to look forward to apart from the winter olympics which I'm really looking forward to.
2: Are you? Do you usually yeah. like the Winter Olympics? No, I don't think I've ever. So why are you looking forward to? it? Because I liked the last. Olymp- I liked the last Summer Olympics. All right, because you know there's a lot more snow and ice and things. And you don't have the same events, luckily, because really? that would be a disaster. No, oh, the caber? To, no, as a kid, I used to like um, when they would show the uh, uh, bobsleigh, and they'd have a camera attached to the bobsleigh. That's really as good. As it flung around corners. Yeah, what but then you- they'd always count They'd always cut to the, the shot like the overhead shot of it, which was boring. You just want to pretend you're in the bobsleigh.
0: Did you see the uh, Channel 4 disaster that was Jump? Um, The new but, Davina McCall offering. It,
2: oh, did she present it? Yeah. Oh, dear Davina.
0: It was just some celebrities, some you've heard of, many you hadn't, uh, skiing down very short hills yeah, and seeing how quick they could do it. I mean, it was such a monumental waste of time and money. I have no idea how anybody in the commissioning department said, that is a beauty. Commission that now! Get Davina! And, and why did yeah. Davina, who is a very skilled presenter, oh, not yeah. look at it and say, to be honest, it's a crock of shit. I'm not going anywhere near this, but I get it's the usual thing, isn't it? Nobody ever set out to make a bad program. And what was
2: the level of this? Wasn't Marcus Brigstock on it?
0: Or yes. That's weird. Marcus Brigstock and... When you have to start Googling the celebrities, I think we mentioned before, <laughs> yeah. you're in really dicey territory. Marcus Brickstock was on there. But then they had, like, Steve Redgrave, which is quite credible. Right. But then they had some guy called, I think his name was Henry Conway, who was the son of a Tory MP that was in the papers four years ago for hiring his son to work for him when clearly his son oh, okay. couldn't have worked for him because he was at university at the time or something like that. That's proper barrel territory. So can we expect to see you on the next series? Yeah, I'm I'm fully signed up. (laughs) exciting when this one is back. It is the feature that takes a long, hard look at life's knobheads. You know, the kind of folk, those who, regardless of sex, status or faith, find themselves acting in a penile based manner. They might be off the telly, they could be your mate or your neighbour. It's even possible it's your other half. Whoever they are, wherever they lurk, these are the people who, from time to time, display such traits of sheer dumbass buffoonery. You find yourself concluding only one thing. Hey! hey! You're being a dick!
2: And we've got a crock of these. Lined up, I'm ready to go. Kev, you want to start us off? Weirdly, I had a number of emails on this subject this week with a name which is so startlingly obvious uh, that we just have to do it, and I fully support the people who nominated uh, this particular gentleman, but Justin Bieber is a dick of the highest order. Yeah. There's very little you can say about this guy in that he's not doing the Miley Cyrus thing of being controversial so that people go, oh, this is, isn't it shocking what she's doing? Uh, So she makes that transition from child star to adult star. This is a guy who's just a little bit of a spoiled... And as a result (laughs) of that, uh, he thinks he can get away with things that nobody else can. It's not cute, it's not funny... It's not rock and roll. It's just dickish behaviour. Because you of the can't, order. you
0: can't enjoy. I mean, it's it's not good, is it, for your? I mean, I know that there's the you know the sex, drugs, rock and roll thing, and there are plenty of people uh, from the world of uh, music and popular culture who've done quite well out of being um, you know a bit rock and roll in the old drugs. Seymour Hoffman, you know, people like that. Yeah. You know, they've really, really gained, haven't they, from it? How? Do you, so he's not doing that because it can't be a, it can't
2: be a badge of honour to be seen to be pissed behind a wheel, can it? No. No, not at all, and, and you know, and peeing in a janitor's bucket—it's just rubbish, really. He's just bored, isn't it? He's he? But he's—he's he's he's a just rubbish. Rich and bored. He's a rubbish pop star. I think he is rich and bored, but he's obviously not yeah. got anyone who can. He knows better than everybody but else. But he
0: is—he's part and parcel of the whole trading places thing because any one of ten thousand. Uh, young boys that age could have been Justin Bieber. This is exactly, yeah. And he was selected as the one to do it and pulled it off nicely and <laughs> said, that's been the problem ever <laughs> since. Hey! Kev, so you're going for Bieber. Bieber. I'm going to go, This I, I, I put this in, I was to, I was asked politely by my mate not to put this in, but okay. I'm deliberately putting this in, so I'm nominating my friend Murph, who decided that he'd impress a girl on his first date by buying her car first date right a vibrator oh now he genuinely thought his thinking was as follows he thought it would be so utterly shocking that it would kind of go beyond embarrassing and over the hump and just become (laughs) really funny and he was expecting her to share in this party of japes unfortunately murph's date lasted about 45 seconds Did the batteries run out? Which is about as long as it took the girl to post the story on Facebook and send the story to Murph's mum. The upshot of all of this is that his mum and dad are now not talking to Murph. His mates think he's a dick. His female colleagues think he's a weirdo. But he is the proud owner of 15 quid's worth of vibrators still. (laughs) So there you go. I think he falls beautifully into the category. That's... uh, um, Well, I've uh... done phone-ins on this before. Silly things you did on dates. And it always comes under the... I suppose it comes under a category of, I don't know what got into me.
2: Right, but the thing about dating is, and it's been a long time since I dated out for, you know, I've been happily married for about 40 or 50 years now. (laughs) So, when you have that sort of thing, when it comes to sort of dating, you you get an idea of what the other person's like before you start giving them sex toys as gifts. So that doesn't sound to me like a particularly brilliant idea. I, I completely get the mindset. So like, this is so shocking that we'll all laugh about it and ha-ha-ha. But the reality of the situation mm. is, that's second date material. i just remember this. I went on a date with somebody. And she lived near Battersea
0: Dog's home. Okay. And she was the daughter of somebody slightly well-known. And she kept telling me in the sort of emails leading up to the date about the fact that she loved li- living near Battersea Dog's home, and every time she walks past... She hears the noise of the little mutts, and it makes her think of the little puppies, nice. and she tries to peer through the fence, and she wants to take them all home, and oh. she'd one day like to volunteer there, and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, she talks about this quite a lot. So I took with me on the date a bonio, you know, a little bonio boat, right. um, that I got out of the dog tin and just <laughs> took it with me. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I had it in my pocket, and we sat down, ordered a couple of beers. I said, oh, I've got a present for you. And so she said, what's that? I said, it's a bonio. And she didn't find it funny at all. Really? She didn't find it offensive, because there was nothing offensive about it, but she just she just didn't have any reaction. She could have taken it and thrown it to the little... Or laughed thing. politely. Or laughed politely. Ness in Brixton says, Can I nominate the lollipop man who deliberately punctured the tyre of my little boy's bike because he refused to get off said bike while crossing the road? This man had not banked on me sitting in my car witnessing this incident. I nearly impaled him on his own lollipop. Yeah. Yeah. You see, your lollipop uh, merchants. I remember that at school. Mm. They didn't want you to. They didn't want you to utilise their lollipop services. And if you were on a bike, you had to push your bike across the road. And I'm sure the head teacher at some point in assembly made a point in saying, "Oh yes, if you're going across the road with the lollipop man, you have to get off your bike and push it and not ride it." I don't know why. The rule was there. I don't know what it was meant to uh, address or achieve, but I do remember it being the case. Do
2: you still see that many lollipop men? There's I one. Seen there's one for years.
0: Yeah, there is one not far from me. You obviously get the over lollipop person. Yeah. And this woman, she's rarely out of the road, frankly. So, <laughs> best avoided because she'll stop the traffic for days. Yeah. Marty, I'll care.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen one for ages.
0: Jeff, the trucker, can I nominate the member of the elderly person in small car club, please? This old duffer in some kind of nineteen fifties Austin, who on the M8 the other day decided to have a <laughs> while driving. <laughs> 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 As a trucker, we see all sorts from this vantage point, (laughs) including octogenarians tickling the wonder weasel while driving (laughs) along the road. Oh, beautiful. I'd love to believe that's true, but I do know that it comes under the category of uh, having done phone-in shows when Mm. uh, all manner of uh, characters from all manner of professions will come out of the woodwork late at night. Uh, Once in a while, a woman would call who's worked as a prostitute, and every time that happened, every prostitute... Always says, they've slept with a vicar and an MP. Yeah. They can't all have slept with a vicar and an MP. Unless it's the same vicar and the same MP. There is that, I suppose. And I think truck drivers sometimes have the same... Yeah, we see all sorts of them up here. Yeah. So whether that is true, I'd like to believe it's true, because it's quite funny. But it's also quite worrying. It is a little bit. Manchester Charlie says, I would like to nominate my local pub landlord who wanted to charge five quid for people to come in on Sunday night and watch the Super Bowl. Newsflash, everybody. Apart from one or two weirdos, Brits don't care about the fucking Super Bowl. And those who do can watch it for free on Channel 4. So stop trying to coerce me into being interested in this minority sport.
2: We should ask LaDonna about this later on. Because they are trying to make it a thing now, aren't they?
0: They really are trying to make it a thing. And it's kind of... I mean, I appreciate that... When you say, yeah, but it lasts forever, you know, football's really quick. And they go, uh, cricket, at lasts weeks. So, yes, I do understand that there yeah. are a, they're not alone in games that take a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't... I don't I'm, I'm pissed off with the hype of football in this country. So, Lord knows what would happen if I started following a bit of that. That's true. Live the Metal Mickey fan says, I'd like to nominate anyone going to or supporting... The Winter Olympics. We are just mm. talking about that. The regime of Putin and his murderous and homophobic lieutenants needs to be highlighted. Enjoying skiing and applauding the organisers is no way to show this. I don't mind a political protest point on our podcast, Kev. That's fine. Wrong with that? But whenever there's an Olympics, there's always some sort of political malfeasance, isn't it? Yeah, you see, now I've got this. Freddie says, I'd like to nominate you, Collins, for slacking off the entire country of Scotland on BBC Breakfast the other day. Yep. I will never watch you on it again. I didn't watch you on it this time. You didn't? No. I was texting you beforehand. You texted me during. That's why you kept looking at your phone. They wondered what I was up to. Anyway, not guilty is the answer to that. Uh, As we just alluded to, LaDonna Harvey with us a little bit later on. But first, though, we do have this. And you know I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is you can now save up to 5 thousand pounds on this ultimate four by four with prices starting from just twenty six one nine nine and zero percent finance available across the range you've just got to check it out for yourself pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers shogun always capable surprisingly affordable
2: ah, oh my god kev what have you got there are you worried your vocabulary isn't as good as it should be? Oh, yes. Have you got no comeback when someone insults your mum? Uh, Are you lost for words when a random stranger calls you a. <laughs> Fear not, because it's time for Sideshow Kev's awesome guide to obscure and ancient insults. Andre, get out your tickling stick and tickle me up some music from your... Or yesteryear. Just get the upper hand in any conversation or yep. insult flinging with these beauties. Okay. If you like, Ian, I'll give you the word, and you can guess what its meaning is. But just write write this down, make notes, because next time someone phones you up at your little radio show, you can throw these back at them, and you'll just sound my little radio show. Yes, <laughs> thank you. You'll sound like you're <laughs> patronising old bastard.
0: <laughs> oh, look at Colin's little radio. Listen, show.
2: you'll sound like you're from the the 1790s before you know it. I can't wait. Right, far away. Cumberground. Okay. What's
0: a cumberground? A, c- a cumberground is cumberground so there's cumber band. Yeah. Um, any connection to that? None at all.
2: None. Okay. A cumberground is someone who just quite simply takes up space. So right. It's a word from yesteryear or your. As is Flagger. Flagger. What's a flagger? Or oh, flagger. Sure yeah. that's
0: gotta be somebody who
2: um weaves their bits in public. I'm going to give you a point for that. Frequent user of pornographic literature. There you go. Like possibly that guy on the motorway. Flagellate. A hoddy peak. If I came up to you and said, Ian College, sir, you are nothing but a hoddy peak, would you think, you'd be insulted, why? Why would you be insulted? Why would I be insulted? Hoddy peak. Um,
0: why would I be insulted? Because a hoddy peak is something to do with someone who uh, is shy of work. It's a blockhead.
2: What, as in Ian Dury? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. You could put this on Radio 4. Seriously, stick out on Saturday lunchtimes, people would absolutely go mental yeah, for it. Yeah, We could call it Call My Bluff. Gementous. If I described you as being Gementous, what would I be describing you as? It sort of sounds like a camp superlative, doesn't it? Oh, darling, that's Gementous. You're very close. Smelling like horse piss. <laughs> okay. Mungo. That's Mungo telegram uh, from Mungo. T- what's Mungo? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me what? you can't it throw is. the question back
0: at me. Um, Mungo, it's I don't know something you made. Um, it's a material. Bit of Mungo.
2: Well, I, but if so, you've been a little bit of trouble. It's a bin raker. Someone who goes uh, through your bins. Is that right? Okay. And steals your stuff. I Are you very was, careful? About I thought that pitch? was a News of the World journalist. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of Mungos. Are you very careful about what you put in your bin? Are you sort of, you know, having having a a, a relatively public face? And what a face? Well,
0: I've always b- gone shredbound. Yes. So, but obviously, I I don't have anything in my name at all anywhere in anything. Why is that? Then? I don't exist. I just
2: use the name Ronnie Barber. Pronk. 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 Is I it an go- animal? Uh, no, no. Okay. No, no. If I said you were a pronk, I would be calling you a weakling. A weakling. A fool. <laughs> okay. A weak, a foot, right, a foot, so a foolish person rather than a,
0: a person of lacking strength. And finally. Yes. And I want to see if you'll get this. Doubt it. Yaffle. 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 Okay. Now, bear it in mind, you know where I'm going to go with this. Mm hmm. Professor Yaffle. Mm hmm. From the Bag Push Show. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing. The Bagpuss show does have a sort of Stanley Baxter feel to it, doesn't it? As if we came down a big set of lit stairs. <laughs> it's the Bagpuss show. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's got something to do with education or knowledge. The answer is much more straightforward than that. It's a woodpecker. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I, should, I was looking too deeply.
2: Not lacking in imagination, those Bagpuss creators. Certainly were, were they? Uh, well, well, look, talking of creations, yes. USA, 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 USA,
1: USA, 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 USA,
0: USA. Look who's here, Kev. Who's here? It's our American correspondent, fresh for 2014. Oh yeah, she's live in San Diego. It is Ladonna La Harvey. Don- <laughs>
1: Hooray! Hello.
0: How are you, Ladonna?
1: Most excellent. Listen,
0: last weekend there was the Super Bowl, of course. Right. And uh, obviously, the United States stops for the Super Bowl. Yes, Uh, it does. Biggest event, most expensive advertising slot uh, anywhere in global TV. Yeah, you want to add the most expensive place to uh, advertise your car or your product is right in the middle of the Super Bowl. So uh, you think, well, who do we get that is coherent enough to get across a message to the world? (laughs) Here's an idea. Let's get David Beckham on.
1: (laughs) Buy this or else. You know, I, I could, if I just told him, shut up. Just don't speak. I could do it, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I just want to look looking. at you. I want to look at yeah. you. Yeah. So, so America likes David, but we do. as long as he doesn't speak, right? Yeah. Speaking of people who don't speak, uh, huh? this first story is a man who doesn't speak. Well, mainly because he's dead. But right. This is the tell us about this because uh, obviously whenever we talk to you on on, on the podcast, we, we we ask you know for a couple of stories that have made everybody chuckle a little, <laughs> and this one it. I can't get my head around. This is a guy, Kev, who I think I'm right in saying, wants to be buried on his Harley Davidson, right, with his motorcycle gear, including helmet, on. Is that right? Madonna? Yes, right. yes. Because
1: you know, when you're in the grave, six feet under, you yeah. got to make sure that you've got you know head protection.
2: <laughs> yes. just, I've just seen the picture. <laughs> that, that is him. tremendous. Look. So they what they stuff him or what? what, are,
1: what are, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Apparently, the the mortuary had to prepare his body with like a metal back brace to keep him upright, and some straps, yeah. and you know he's I guess underneath there's a lot of supporting uh, supporting yeah. structure. Mm, kinky. Yeah, <laughs> his bike
0: is it's just beautiful. The, thinking of celebrity, but he's got more life in him than Eric Estrada from <laughs> Chips, though hasn't he? Yeah. So he, <laughs> he'd have probably won an Emmy if he'd, if he'd have been you in know, that show.
1: What's weird about this is, I mean, the guy's bike that he wanted to be that he was buried in uh, is a classic from the '60s. It's a you know, it's an old Harley Davidson that he lovingly restored. And I'm just wondering, you know, you've got this plexiglass casket, you've got Grandpa, you know, strapped onto this thing. And I'm thinking, boy, somebody's gonna know about that bike and go, Yep, as soon as the roof collapses on that thing, I'm going in.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, getting that, I'm getting that bike.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just think the grave digger in the background saying, You boys don't want to hang around here, I'll finish <laughs> off right now.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nineteen
0: Cut to a scene of gravedigger going down road on Harley. <laughs>
1: exactly. Brilliant.
0: Never seen again. Uh, but it seemed you know that was his wish. The, I suppose the only problem with it is it's a massive casket, isn't it? Because it's a glass, it's, huge. it's a glass casket with corpse on bike in casket or in cabinet uh, being lowered into the ground.
1: And apparently he had won some medals or something because there's these giant medals yeah. in there as well or, or yeah. uh, what do you call them? You know, little awards that sure, you get, whatever. Sure. So yeah, they're, they're plenty yeah. of room for uh, Grandpa.
0: I like the idea that next time an Ohio cop dies, he's buried in his car behind
2: <laughs> this guy <laughs>
1: with his lights
2: going. Just but a little wait. little <laughs> red and blue light sticking out the ground. Yeah, you sticking it on top of the <laughs> gravestone whenever you walk <laughs> past. <you>. goes, <laughs>
0: Only at midnight. That's brilliant. On the issue, though, of uh, tragedy in the graveyard, (laughs) there's another... I don't know what it is about America this week and death, but it's all kicking off because some guys... Uh, stolen a hearse at a funeral, is that right?
1: Right. He's from South. Sal- he's from South Texas, from uh, San Antonio, and apparently this 19-year-old, uh, he's now being held on a charge of unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, which in the parlance is he stole a freaking car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he st- the, the it was apparently cold, and they left it running outside of the funeral home during a funeral. And Omar, that's his name, Omar, uh, decided that he would just climb right in and go for a joy ride. Nice and man. They, yeah, they busted him because he dined and ditched, so he, he went in and got a meal and didn't pay for it. And then the waitress is <laughs> like, yeah, this guy is in a hearse.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's
1: pretty easy to find. Can you
0: identify this man? <laughs> yes, he's in yeah. a hearse.
1: <laughs> or at least you can the car, but they found him about a hundred miles away, wow. which makes me wonder, was nobody looking? <laughs> it's well, yeah, not hard to find. It
0: took a while, didn't it, to find him, really?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: A hundred miles, that's a long old, uh, that's a long old trek to, just, yeah, it's a bit. to to be inconspicuous in a hearse. Straight, we had a thing over here where a guy gave a parking ticket to a hearse outside a church. Oh. Uh, it had just dropped off uh, its, its uh, passenger. Oh, yeah. And it was waiting for the <laughs> And it was waiting for the family to come out. And some traffic cop came along, the traffic warden, oh. and stuck a ticket on the car.
1: Nice. Yeah. Did he get duly embarrassed? He, she, it—I don't know.
0: Well, they don't. Those guys, don't they? They're usually single with a disproportionate collection of pornography. Yeah. That's my and cats
1: and cats. always and
0: cats, cats <laughs> pornography. Yeah. Which
2: and cat yes. porn, yes. Yeah. The worst kind of porn. Well, most yeah. of it. I was going to make a pussy joke there, but... <laughs> <She can't be. laughs> they can do it on BBC One in the
1: 70s. Why can't I do it now? That's
0: very true, yeah. Staple diet of 1970s BBC One.
1: Exactly. Well, the pussy gag. Rules, rules change.
0: And here's another felony story as well. And this one, I was kind of thinking, how does this work? Whether you've got a liberal judge on the case or a Democrat running the Justice Department, but is this some guy who got... Did he get let off uh, an offence to... To go and watch the Super Bowl?
1: He did, Um, and and as a matter of fact, his offense was a drunk-driving high-speed chase, one that had his passenger screaming at him so much that as soon as he slowed down, the passenger actually bailed out of the moving car to get away from this crazy guy. And uh, (laughs) Sean Goodman, according to this uh, Superior Court judge in Washington State, said, uh, well, you know, it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for him to go see uh, this game between the Broncos and the Seahawks, and he's a Seahawks fan, and yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it so you know what is the first thing that you do when you go to a football game you drink you drink You drink, you drink. a lot so you buy he's paying. hot dogs and drink right you know but the to to the good the beers i think were about 18 a piece yeah, at the super bowl right. so he probably couldn't afford much considering his bail was ten thousand dollars
0: i guess so maybe david yeah. Beck, maybe david beckham paid that for him
1: wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that hey, just would you nice? like a beer, mate? <laughs> <laughs> we can give you
0: a beer, it's not a problem. Victoria's got loads. Oi, Victoria, <laughs> give the man a beer. He's a lovely fella. Sounds more like Michael Caine. I don't know where <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it's going. Ca- You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> that sounded like Michael Crawford yeah. there, here, actually. What's going on? Which oh, is something that was regularly said to the Spice Girls. <laughs> anyway, let's. Um, oh my. Let's move to just very finally. Just tell us about the man that stole 108. Was it 850 pairs of panties?
1: Yes, from Victoria's Secret, which is a good place to go if you want to steal panties. It's where um, I go all the time. Exactly. He's from Florida. And and as you know, in the States, we call Florida Darwin's waiting room. (laughs) And uh, so this Florida man stole 850 pairs of Victoria's Secret panties. He's an 18-year-old with a major panty fetish. And uh, yeah, apparently he's um, stolen $15,000. But but they're all brand new, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're not even used, which is you know where you. Because that's the usual. That's what factor. we usually hear yeah, about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's. But, so, but this guy was actually he was going for fresh pairs.
1: He was going for fresh pairs, but this is not his first rodeo. Um, he right. he stole 175 pairs of women's underwear Man once. Alive. Uh 375 another time. Between the three thefts, totaled, uh, totaled fifteen thousand dollars worth of well p- lace. Lace. <laughs> Lace,
0: Listen, LaDonna, uh, it is always lovely to have you on our show. Uh, th- this week, no exception, of course. And we, we know that you're going to be off today uh, enjoying some what Californian sunshine yeah. because it's always Indeed. hot and sunny.
1: And sunny.
0: Yeah. That, everybody,
1: is LaDonna Harvey <laughs> with us! LaDonna Harvey! Credit Stream.
0: And there you go, another award-winning beauty in the bag. Good day to you, kind sir. We are, of course, back next week. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do, want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review, and of course subscribe. The Android people can try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash onceaword. Thank you to all of our guests. As ever, all can be followed on Twitter. So can we, at Once a Word. The in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. His website is incompetech.com. The show's technical operator Andre Porch. The programme was edited by Helen Bowman. Our intern was Bonnie Langford. And today's utterly gobsmacking fat comes from Les in Hartlepool, who tells me that in some countries they use parts of the body as their national symbol. Whereas we would have a daffodil or a thistle to symbolise England and Scotland, some old tribes go for parts of the body. A hand of defiance, a kicking leg, a beady eye. In fact, this isn't new. The national symbol of Bromley has been a massive penis for years now. Kev, do people now just send this stuff in so that I can vomit out a Bromley pun at the end. Probably. Oh, and as ever the in-show catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. We're back in seven days with many things. Will Guyatt our technology correspondent well, sort of, being one of them while we await that hour. Goodbye a Big Things Media Production (laughs) Big Things It's another.
2: Ian Collins wants a word facts. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX new car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just 14,999 pounds. That's nothing to sniff at. come a puff now!